if you're opening a business, starting a business, and you're you have emotion, you ain't gonna make it too far. Mm. I'm sorry, you know. Little feelings out your business. You got you got to put your feelings and emotions in your back pocket in order to be successful. successful. And three, two, one. You're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We find really cool people that do really, really cool stuff. And uh, we have another serial. You are the... You are the epitome of a serial entrepreneur. I am that. I I am that. I've come a long way. So let me let me let me like we'll we'll get into the introduction and everything, but some people will say you probably shouldn't do too much. You need to focus on one thing. Ooh, what do you say to that? I just spoke about that yesterday. Um, definitely, because when you're doing a lot. What ends up happening is you have to end up taking away from one of your businesses. For sure. So, um, but with me, I don't know. I guess I'm just so used to doing so much. And Mm. it's like, if I'm not doing so much, it's like, I feel like I'm doing nothing. Mm. So I find a way to make things balance out. But, you know, I get stressed out sometimes. Mm -hmm. A lot of times. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. So go ahead and introduce yourself, and we're going to jump into this thing. Okay. I am Star, owner of Star Stage Body, owner of Star Stage Studio, owner of Star Stage Trucking, owner (laughs) of uh, a few properties, residential and commercial. Mm. I'm her. We have the new uh, planner coming out, which... I want everyone to get. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But yes. So calendar has dropped. Um, Daily planner has dropped. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. To just help entrepreneurs write. Do you write? Yeah. All the time. Like daily? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Me too. I I think that's a big thing. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, um, aren't successful with business because they don't write. Mm -hmm. You got to write every day. For sure. 100%. That's what that's about. All right, so um, you've you've obviously got a real estate property into the trucking. You actually have brick and mortar businesses. Yes. Um, but I want to before all of that. Before all of that, who were you? Ooh. Is your name actually is your real name Star? No, my real name is. Don't tell nobody, Keisha. Keisha. Yeah, that's my real name. Okay, well, hold that down. We got, we got a, our mayor named Keisha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Keisha, that's okay, me. Okay, brown skin Keisha, I see you. That's me, brown so, skin Keisha. So, where'd you get the name Star from? So, originally, Star came from me being in a singing group years and years and years and years ago. Um, so, I sang. I still sing from here and time and there, but it's just for fun. Mm. But... Um, that's how I got that name. I was in a girl group. It was four of us. And I was the star. I did the rapping. I did the singing. It was a multi, what you say, multicultural group. Everybody mm-hmm. was a different nationality. I was the African-American. So, you know, the African-American did everything. Mm-hmm. She sang. She rapped. She led we the group. We talented like that. Yeah. So, I was star. And that name has traveled with me from the age of 12 to the age of right now. And you always lead with, my name is Star. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my name. And then that's my brand now, too. So yeah. that's what it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So we got a little backstory. You used to sing. I okay. used to sing. And then... I what? ended up leaving my group um, because I wanted to be grown. Um, I ended up... What you mean you want to be grown? You know, when you get 18, you know, that's that age, 17, 18, where you think you're grown. You think yeah. you're an adult. For sure. You don't even know what being an adult is about. But I wanted to be grown. I wanted to be out on my own. Left home, went to college, and I started dancing. Like like ballet dancing? No, or? like stripping. Stripping Like dancing. making the money <laughs> I went, went from working at the daycare for $5 an hour to stripping while I was in school. So mommy and daddy never knew. Ooh. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, Ooh, okay, okay. So, I might so not need to up, say that up, just in case up, daddy's up. watching. <laughs> Your dad still never know? I don't think he knows to this day. Really? I'm waiting for a reality show so that I could tell him. 
Mm. So you're in college. You're saying, you say, you know, I'm going to put that down. I'm just going to start working at a daycare. Well, yeah. I've always, I always worked at the daycare while I was in high school. Okay, gotcha. You and when lost I went interest to, in the singing. No. Well, no. I always still sang back then. Mm-hmm. So when I went off to school, you know, that was my rinky-dink job. You know, you got your rinky-dink oh, job. Sure. And then somebody introduced me to stripping. So I ended up quitting the daycare of course, you know, you go from making five dollars an hour and at that time making three to five hundred a night. I mean, it was a no brainer. So how do you get how does one get introduced to stripping? Oh, my God. You're making me tell all my business. Come on. This is, this is for it's the book. Go, this, is for, sell, this is for the book that's coming to, 2022. Listen, you, it'll sell you more books. I promise you. <laughs> um, well, in all actuality, I had a friend and. Oh, my God, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Her mom was a dancer, and she was dancing, and she called me one day, and I was like... (laughs) I'm sorry. Your friend, her mom was a dancer, and your friend was a dancer. Right. At the same club? Yes. Yes and no. So the mom ended up leaving the club, and um, she was dancing in the club now at this time. Mm. So she called me one day and I'm like, I'm in my dorm and I'm like, what's all that noise? She was like, I'm at the strip club. I'm like, you at the what? And so, you know, she really started like telling me about it. And I'm like, dang. She was like, yeah, I be making this much a night. I'm like, for real? That's my two, three week check. What you making a day? Mm. So um, psych me out. She was like, my mom could put you on. I'm like, all right, cool. So I talked to her mom. And she got me in there. And, like, that week I was, Could like, you dance? in there. Like, were you a good dancer? I or? mean, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I mean, not, not the first night. Like, I remember what I wore. I wore an apple-bottom dress. <laughs> what year was this? <laughs> this was 2005. Gotcha, gotcha. So I had on an apple-bottom dress and some little heels. Mm-hmm. They weren't even dancing shoes. And um, I remember, but I do remember this. I tried to leave out the club with the same outfit on that I was wearing inside the club. And it was like, no, no, you can't do that. Why not? Because you can't. That's like, you can't do that. You have to put your regular clothes on. You can't go out in the street with your dance clothes (laughs) on. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But it 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 was a learning experience. But the reason for me getting on with doing the stripping was because I wanted to be able to pay for my own singing package back then, mm. my own demo package. Gotcha. Um, you know, I don't know how they do it really now, but you know, back then it was, you had your whole portfolio, you had, you had your pictures, your demo, your CD. And I wanted to be able to pay for my own studio time and, you know, again, my own packaging since I was no longer in the group and no longer had a manager. And my goal was to dance for three months. I remember it was supposed to be from October to December of 2005. And that ended up being three years, added on another three years, added on another three years. And did you, and how long did you dance? I danced for 10 years. Did you ever tell yourself, yo, I'm just going to get enough for the package and then I'm out? Yeah, I mean, definitely. That was the plan for the first three months. And then I left that club and went to another club. And it was like that $300 a day was like five, six hundred to a thousand a day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um, like when people say the trap, like it's really a trap. The club is really a trap, man. And um, you really have to be focused in order to get out because it's really and I don't want no one to be mad at me for saying this, but I'm just speaking from experience. It's really the devil's playground. And it's really, um, and I say that because it's a distraction. You can't get ahead and really get where you need to get when you are dancing. I don't care what nobody say. Mm. It's a distraction. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to start a business or do have an entrepreneurial life and still dance, how can you? It's no way possible. Why can't you, though? Because it seems like the evening... Now, I, I don't go to strip clubs anymore, but it seems like it's... Well, I guess they, they, they dance in the daytime, too. But for they the most do part, dance in the day. you might have, like, an evening you do, where you, you're there, what, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Why can't you build your business throughout the day? Oh, you're making me get a game away. 
For the simple fact that, all right, if she's dancing in the daytime, when does she have time to sleep? Because hey. usually when you work in the daytime, well, day shift is different. So day shift, they'll they'll usually make you work like a a three to eight shift or something like that. Or some clubs make you work 12 to eight. Mm-hmm. So you're working all that time. Now you have to do what? Go sleep. And I hope and pray you don't have kids because it's even worse. So your energy is so much into the nightlife because that's what's providing for you or the daylight. That's what's really providing for you. It's just so hard to kind of just step away. Mm. And then when you start your business, you know, as any entrepreneur, nothing just takes off like that. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It, you really have to put the, again, the time and energy into it. And if it's going so slow, what are you going to do? You're going to go right back to the club where I can make this yeah. munions quickly with no problems. I mean, it definitely happened to me my first two businesses. So I know, and I really had to really sit down and say, okay, I'm going to really just going to have to take a whole loss until I can get where I want to be. Because if I keep going back into the club, I'm never going to get out. Yeah, and I, I guess the the money is so good. Like, and I, I've experienced this, well, not me personally, but I've experienced talking to people who, let's say they make six figures at their job, that's the same excuse because they exactly. you spend so much time, you make so much money at your at job. job. It's exactly. like this business, I, I can't really trade that. So I'm exactly. I'm blessed to have been making 30000 at the Cheesecake Factory because I'm like, yo, I'm out of this. I mean, right, right. if it don't work out, I'll just come back. I can get 30000 anywhere. Exactly. But I guess it's harder when you're making thousands a night. When you're making thousands. Because what job can you... I'm, what business can you really just start tomorrow and you're making 500 to 1000 a day? Just, mm. just tomorrow, not, you know, a couple months. But I just don't think that it works like that because you have to put money into marketing, advertising, you know, the whole nine. So a lot of times, I think, again, people are fearful and scared. So the strip club, again, is just... It's a distraction. Mm. It's a distraction. And how did you get out? Oh, Lord. I had to take that loss. I had to really take did you a stack loss. stack some money first? You know what? I did stack some money. How much? Um, I had a good almost 30 bands put mm-hmm. up. Um, me and my significant other at that time took most of that money and opened up a nail salon. Mm. And that failed. You opened up a nail salon. I opened up a nail salon. That was my second business. That was at 20s. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Six or 27. You know what? I don't know why. And you know, well, maybe I kind of, well, maybe. 
I don't know any nail salons that aren't owned by Asian. Yeah. Well. You know what I was reading? Um, that something something happened where they were like, um, it was like an Asian lady or something like that. They came over and they started doing nails. Mm-hmm. And she started making a lot of money mm-hmm. and then reached back over to, you know, the people that were where she was from and started teaching them. And literally the whole Asian nail industry came from this one lady who just came and started killing and started reaching back to teach her other friends. Other people. How to do it. Yeah. Dang, that's I, deep. Can, I can believe that. Well, did you have the thought like, yo, I'm going to be the black owned nail salon, black people need to I go to did. Black. I did. And I really kind of, you know, being an entrepreneur... With having the clothing store first, there was my my business had sat next to one of the most biggest nail salons in Atlanta. I don't know if you know, the nail shop. Mm. And um, that's Calla Road, that's Decatur area, that's East Side. Who owned that? She's Asian, mm. but she does what you do. I mean, what you uh what you just said. Right. She goes over, get, teaches people, bring them back. And then sets them up in her business. And that's how her business continues to run. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I was just like, man, I could do this. She making millions over mm-hmm. here. She's killing the game. Two, three, four hours, a four-hour wait. I want to open up a nail salon. Um, the lady who was helping me make clothes at that time, she was Asian. So she was like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Me being me, I'm like, all right. So I set it up. Got a building. We decked it out. Um, when it got time for her help, she was nowhere to be found. How did you want her to help you? Well, I wanted her to help me get people. I didn't know anything about the nail game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so why did you get into the business? Being an entrepreneur and seeing some onions going on, I'm like, shoot, if they could do it, I could do it. Yeah. But, you know, again... <sighs> I wasn't, I wasn't taught. I wasn't, there wasn't enough uh, business classes out back then. Mm-hmm. Cause if I knew better, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, I would have done some more research first instead gotcha. of just looking and saying, dang, she could do it. I could do it. Yeah. But I took a loss. We took a major loss. I, I pretty much lost out on that whole entire business. How long, how long was it open? Two years. So, and what was one of the major challenges? Keeping um, workers because, I mean, I don't want to, this is a really show, so I'm going to just be real. real, Like, you know, I was young, 26, 27, so white people, they don't want to work for me. Um, Asians, they definitely ain't working for you, you African-American. And then the black people, we just don't want to come to work. Mm. So... The business like really failed, and that wasn't my trade. I didn't know how to do any nails, so you didn't know how I to lost. Do nails. You saw an opportunity, say, "Yo, let's just go for it." Let's just go for it. That's me, though. Yeah. I take losses all the time. I just say, "All right, let me try." And if if it doesn't work out, then I just have to figure out a way. Mm. To you just did it keep with going. your significant other back then. Yeah, was he an entrepreneur as well? Um, he is an entrepreneur okay. now. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, what was what business was he in? Um, car wash. He had his own car wash. He had his own car wash. Gotcha. No, back then, I'm sorry. He has a car wash now. Um, but back then, he did uh, carpet cleaning. Gotcha, gotcha, yep. gotcha. So both of y'all just hustle. Let's just, let's just go make some back money. Back then, let's go. we ain't talking about him. Not just right. <laughs> no, just playing. Okay. So was that, the, was that the first business that you tried while you were dancing? No, the clothing store was. Clothing store. So we had the clothing store. The clothing store was open for almost two years. And you did that while you were dancing? I did that while I was dancing. Really? Yeah, half while I was dancing and half while I was pregnant. Okay. So I had that first, closed that down, did the nail salon. Um, And then after the nail salon, I was just so heartbroken that I was like, you know what? Business is not for me. It's not for me. Um, went to school, got my CDA, started going Your to CDA. school, uh, c- certified dental assistant. Okay. Um, then I said, well, I'll go ahead and get into dental hygiene. Started going to school for that. Um, began working at a dental office in Buckhead. They were making over 400000 a month. And they asked, was giving me $10 an hour mm. and working the dog mm. out of me. Mm, 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 After two weeks, I couldn't take it no more. 
I said, you know what? If I could put all this time and energy into somebody else's business, I got to figure out a way to make my business work. Yeah. And I, I, I see you're coming from, you're coming from like dancing, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're making all this money. And then obviously you're an entrepreneur and you're like, okay, I'm going to work for myself. And then you go to school and now you got to work for $10 an hour. Uncomfortable. Uncom- and I had a three-year-old back then. Mm. How am I going to make it? Yeah. So um, I ended up leaving and you I said- about going back to dancing? I was still dancing. Even I had while to go back. Sense. I had to go back. After the yeah. nail shop was not doing all, I had to. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, trying to yeah. tell you. So they talking they talk to you crazy for the 10 hours. You're like, yo, I just made. Yes. Yeah. I had to. Like, it was no way. So I went back. But at that time, still, I was just like dead broke. Like, the money-ons was over with. It was gone. You wasn't making money. I wasn't making no money. As a dancer? I'm saying, no, the dancer, I was still making a little bit of money, but I'm still trying to work. So my full potential, let me tell you something. When you're dancing, you have to become a whole character. You're a whole different person. You're going to have to go out and date. You're going to have to go out and eat. You're going to have to get your clientele up. Really? Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. And it's saying I'm be, telling the game. I'm the not telling the game because the dancers gonna be like, uh, uh-uh, uh. She on there telling the game. Oh, but, nah, it, but that's the, the facts. It's yeah, the no, facts. for sure. It's so, the hidden facts. So really, dance, and this isn't the how to be a successful dancer too. So right. Okay, guys, I'm just trying to understand the the mindset behind it. But so. So even that, you run it like a business. You, you take run care it of your like clients. a business. It's not all about just in the club. You got to be like, okay, I'll take your number. We'll talk so that they continue to come back. Hello. Ding, 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 ding. Got ding, ding. Got it. Because if I'm eating with you every week and you know my pain and my struggles and what I'm trying to do and you're making good money, are you not going to come support me? When you long. do come in the club, who are you going to dance? Oh. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you it's not all the time, but most of the time people have clientele. Dang. You got clientele. That's what it's called. Dang, it's somebody. Not in the dancer world, but that's what it's called, clientele. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because there's somebody out here like watching this right now. Like, dang, I'm her client. I thought you she her me. client, <laughs> boo. <laughs> I have to always build this up. I was gonna take her out of the strip club. I was just a client. But he can. He can take her. It's it's been a it's been a few who have been taken out the club by mm. you know men, and that's cool. Mm. You know that's just not what I wanted to do. I wanted to mm. take myself out. Gotcha, gotcha. And okay. I was able to do that. Thank so you. so so uh, you're 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 at this dentist's office. You're not feeling it for this little ten dollars an hour. Um, so you quit there. Yeah. And now you're back to just dancing. Dancing, and I said, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I got a little B office, small as, ooh, it was small as hell. What'd you get an office for? I got an office because I got to figure out a way because I got to get out of this club. It's coming It's coming up on my 10-year mark. So you just got an office. You ain't know what you're going to do with it? Well, yeah. I, I, I knew I was going to sell my waist trainers because mm-hmm. I was always selling waist trainers since day one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm going to sell my waist trainers and booty lifters. And my vendor at the time, they came out with the butt lift machine. And I was scared as all day and night to do it because What's a butt lift machine. That's 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 the that thing lifts your butt up. It gets these girls right. What you okay, explain that. Explain that. Okay, so basically it is a vacuum, it's called vacuum therapy. It's a machine that I have two big cups. It goes on the buttocks area and it helps to mobilize the fat to one area and lifts everything up from the bottom. Hmm. So it's an exercise without exercising. Oh, so it's almost like doing squats. It does the same activity. Exactly, except it, it makes it bigger faster. Hmm. How long does it last? It could be temporary or permanent, depending upon the person. They still have to work out exercise to keep everything sitting up after they get the procedure. Mm. So it's a lifestyle, I tell gotcha, people. Gotcha. Okay, so okay, so you're you you quit the dentist's office, you got you you got this office. And you're dancing, and then you come across this information. Right. The butt lifting machine. The butt lifting machine. So I had clientele, of course, from the previous two businesses. So I'm like, I'm going to try something. Instagram had just came out. Um, So I tried it. It was a a hit. Okay. What do you mean I tried it? I I brought it to the community. Gotcha. I brought it to the urban community. Um, I started posting about it. No one else was po- posting about it. No one else knew it existed. Period. I'm sorry. 
I'm the first in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm the first. It, it's just what it is. And How much was the machine back then? Back then, I had what was called a dual machine. It did non-invasive lipo cavitation and butt lift. I think that machine was like eight grand, nine grand. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that much. So you, you you got the office. But I didn't even have the money to afford the machine. I had to get it on a credit credit basis. But three mm-hmm. months, machine was paid off. Mm. Three months. So you got the office. You invest 8000 in a machine, put the machine in the office, and that's where you're servicing your clients. Servicing my clients. Were you still dancing? I still was dancing at that time. That was January of 2016. I was still dancing. I didn't stop until May of 2016. So I'm coming up on my five-year not-in-the-club run. Congratulations. It's been tempting. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go back? <laughs> when all these SBAs and stuff dropped this last year, it was real tempting now. It was tempting, but no. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah, wow. Okay, so... How did you start to promote the butt lifting machine um, and how'd it go? Using Instagram, um, that was my main tool. And then I started doing using brand ambassadors mm-hmm. um, to help get it out there. And then, of course, word of mouth. Facebook was, you know, more popular then. So using the Facebook tool as well. Right. And just mostly just the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Using my relatives, using close friends for free, having them post it. And it just, you know, started trending. Gotcha. And how yeah. long have you been working with this butt lifting machine? Five years. And that's still a business that you have active right now. Yes, that is, that's my job. So that that's that's <laughs> rolling. That's rolling. Hasn't stopped. Have trained over 200 entrepreneurs to begin their own business. Really? Yes. That That's not stopping right now. The beauty industry is continuously growing with different procedures, I'm not going to stop doing it and I'm not going to stop training people how to start their own business and, and make the money on off of wow. it. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Okay, you're doing that, but you got your hands in a little bit of everything. Man, everything. So you're, you're, you're running with this business. You quit the, um, the, the, the club. What's the next venture that you begin um, after the club, well, it was the body contouring, the little studio. So that little studio ended up. Um, they don't it, call it butt lifting; called body contouring. Body contouring, okay. um, all of the body contouring procedures. So I can say, like I said, after three months of having that business, it just really started taking off. I quit school because I mm-hmm. still was in school for dental hygiene. I ain't going. I ain't going to be working at nobody dental office because yeah. I'm making all this money now. For sure. So um, yeah, I was able to. Grow. I got another space that was bigger within the three months time. And then before that year was out, I was in a, let's say a 6,000 square foot building. Mm. So, um, yeah. Amazing. God is good. So you're yeah. in a 6,000 square foot building. I leased a 6,000 square foot building. Basically, they put me out of the office building that I was in. Mm. Wow. Too much traffic. Too much traffic. Got you. Um, and they got too many complaints. Success problems. Yeah. Yeah, success problems. So you went and got a build a, a bigger building. Got a bigger building, six thousand square feet. Um, three thousand square feet I used for my business. The other three thousand I built out thirteen salon suites for entrepreneurs to basically have their own entity of their own business. Hmm. Yeah. How long ago was that? This was two thousand and seventeen. Really? Yeah. So half of it used for your own business? 3000 It was upstairs, downstairs. I was upstairs, and 3000 that was downstairs was used for entrepreneurs. And what, what businesses have you had them come in and used? So we had um, nail tech, lash tech, uh, hair people, uh, all of that. Mm. All of that. So I ended up having that for a year. Yeah. Uh. Worst thing ever. After putting 50000 into someone else's building, I was told that I could not operate out of the building as a salon. Wow. Tried to fight it, fight it, fight it. But then I had to knock myself on the head and say, why am I fighting for a position for someone else's building? I need to go buy my own. So I left. You put fifty grand into fifty grand. Building. I was bringing Decatur... A buckhead to Decatur. That's what that's what our slogan was. We're bringing buckhead to Decatur. You got these big grandiose ideas and these I visions, know. and you just and I be wasting all my money. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I be 
wasted. Wow. I be wasted it. But it's all, to me, I look at it like learning experiences. You know, you live, you learn. And I'm such of a hustler that if it's something doesn't work out, I figure out a way to create my lane to get my money back and try something else. At least I could say I tried, I did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is what it is. So what do we do now? You, you're getting kicked out of this building. So I'm getting put. kicked out the building. How long were you in the building? I was only there for a year. Goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah you know what? I have a similar story. So I, I went to the um, South Dakota Mall, opened up. I had a kiosk in 2012 in Cumberland Mall. still have it in Cumberland Mall. Okay. Then 2013, I opened a second kiosk in the same mall. 2014, though, I opened a store, like a storefront in South Dakota Mall. Okay, what was it? You uh, in my hood, I didn't know. Sleep is for suckers. It was right across from, um, right across from, I want to say that was Athlete's Foot. Yeah, I think that was Athlete's Foot, right across the hall. Okay. So what happened is, I was in there and I had this, uh, the contract and I sent it to my attorney and my attorney said, well, there's a clause in here that says that they can, they can ask you to leave with a 30-day notice or something like that. And I give it to the lady. I'm like, yo, my attorney said, you know, y'all, I can like build this up and you could ask me to leave. She said, yeah, but nobody's been in that space in six years. And I doubt somebody's coming now. I'm like, okay. So I saw it. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of traffic. We're doing a lot in the store. And DTLR, which is was was at the end, oh, yeah, they said, yo, Still at the we end. want that space. And because they're a longer term oh, tenant and okay. I'm what's called a temporary tenant. Um, they said, yo, you have to move to another location after I put 30000 into the store. And this was after like a few months. I wasn't even there a year. Yeah. And they pushed me out. Pushed you out. Pushed me out. And how did you feel? I felt disrespected. I was angry. Mm -hmm. Used. But then I realized that, um, that <clears throat> selling a product and being in a store... Okay, I manufacture the product. Then I got to sell it to you. Give me the money. I take some of the money and I do that. That was um, that wasn't going to get me wealthy, right? So that's when I wrote my book and I said I'm going to start building my brand, right? And I wrote my book brand. on entrepreneurship and, the and product. I started speaking and teaching. You got a good product to sell, yeah, absolutely. Book. And with shirts, you got to have like I had like 30, 40 different products. Mm -hmm. This one book is everybody's size. Right. If I don't got this shirt, you're like, yo, wait till you get it in the medium. When are you going to have it in the red? Or, I know. This book is everybody's size. Everybody's size, size. Yep. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, it was a blessing know. in disguise because I went and just, I started to build my career and now I'm, you know, speaking it, and things like that. It was nature. a blessing yeah. and a learning experience. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, you leave. I'll come over a little bit so that you, yeah, there you go. All I'm right, in so, here. Am I in? Yeah, you good. You good. So, um, so what do you do now? So, again, I just have, um, I own a daycare, 5,000 square foot building. Whoa, when did you do that? I did that in the midst of, right before I got the 6,000 square foot lease. That was the first thing I did with my money. The you second thing, I'm sorry. That was the second thing I did. Yeah, I what bought the, the daycare. The first thing was I built my home. Mm -hmm. So, at 29, I built my first home mm -hmm. um, from the ground up. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Second thing was I, upon, right before leaving the 6,000 square foot building that I was leasing, I purchased a 5,000 square foot daycare. Did you see the writings on the wall, like where it was going to be a problem? And he said, you know what? I got to get my own building. Um, no, I purchased the daycare because that was something that I always wanted to do. Mm. Remember, I told you when I was in high school, what was I doing? You was a babysitter. I was yeah. a babysitter. Yep. So that was the... That all right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. 
See how you'll profit from NetSuite. I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. That was the plan. I'm like, okay, I'm going to own a daycare. I always thought I would own a daycare. Um, was the daycare there already, or you just bought the building, then put a daycare there? The, it was the daycare before. Gotcha. Yeah. So I purchased that. Um, I still have that. Oh, so you bought the building and the business. I didn't buy the business. There was no business inside at the time. Oh, gotcha. I see. Okay. Yeah. I so you. I just purchased the daycare building, um, but I do have a tenant in there now. She is the bomb, Nada bomb. But mm. um, oh, okay. So I'm and I'm I'm just gonna be asking you questions for clarity. Okay. So it was it was it was a daycare before you bought it. Yeah. Not, nobody in there, and then you just got a tenant, and they're a daycare. Yes. And you own the building, and that business pays you. Yes. Rent. Oh. Okay. Yes. The yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Um. Uh, so I have the daycare, have the house, got rid of the six thousand lease, and I went and purchased a building off of Cleveland Avenue. That's where I have the body contouring studio at. Mm. Um. And that's it for right now. That's yeah. that's what I have going on wow. in the trucking. And now what we're doing, I just, um, we just did a survey and I'm building a commercial building from the ground up. I don't really? know when it's going, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of money, but that's, that, that is next to the daycare. So yeah. when I purchased the daycare, I purchased two lots. So there's almost the same size next to the daycare. So it's just land. So I'm going to build a commercial. I'm going to do suites. Do you feel like you're all over the place? I'm all over the place. I am. You know what? That's my problem. That's my, that's the only issue, big issue that I really, really have. Like I am all over the place. You would probably, if you really locked in on one business, you probably like 10 extra income. But you know what? The cool thing is, um, for you, like myself, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the game. And then I'm going to tell you something one of my mentors told me. Shout out to Miss Conceited. She told me, you know Miss Conceited? I heard of her. Okay. She told me she never. Like popular on Instagram? Yeah, she real, real popular. Miss Conceited. Where's Ms. she at? She's here. She in Atlanta? Yeah, she is. Okay. Is she your mentor? You think she's going to come on the podcast? Yeah, now? she will definitely come. Miss Cons- how you spell it? Well, I can't answer for her, but yeah, she will come. Um, how you spell it? Is it M I S S C O I N? Miss Conceited. Did it pop up? Chanel. That's my boo. Okay, what she do? She does everything. She actually was the first person to th- this whole lash lane. She started the lash lane. Period. Hmm. She has basically probably taught almost half of Atlanta while I'm on here bragging about you. Oh, hey, you know boo. what? I do know her. Yep. She spoke at, um, she was at one of our events with um, with uh, Bree. I think mm-hmm. that must be Bree's friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yes. She I created that lane. She was the the guru of training and doing the the beauty classes. Uh. Hundred something plus students. But anyway, yes. So that's my mentor. Interesting. Okay, what'd she tell you? What'd she tell you? <laughs> but um, she did tell me, she said, never get attached. Don't get nothing that you can't get rid of. That was one thing. The second what thing, does that mean? meaning like how I'm so attached into in the beginning, so attached to just star stage. She kept it real and she told me, she said, you're making good money working at Star Stage all day. The $150 a client every, I'm flipping every hour. I might do 13 to 15 clients a day. Mm. But she said, you can't get rich like that. Mm -hmm. If I work, she said, because by the time you grind hard, work that every day, if you're trying to be a millionaire star, 
You do that every day, all day. Your back's going to start hurting. Your feet's going to start hurting. You're going to be tired. You're not going to have any time to do anything else. And she was right. Because I got to the point where I really was maxing out, you know, what I was making just being in the shop. I had to start focusing on other things around it. Um, Something else someone has told me, if you are working in your business, what are you? An employee. Okay. You're an employee. Whether you own it or not. Whether you own it or not. And so you can't really be a boss and be an employee. You mm. can't. How? How can you? Yeah. So I know I do. I say I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Yeah, I'm a boss because I do put people in position to win. But at the end of the day, right now, I'm still an employee until I'm not working inside of my shop. Confessions of a serial entrepreneur. Hey, hey I'm 1,000. Wow. I mean, that's I just being it. real. Yeah. And it's just know, being real. feel like... That we all, because you make money, we got it all figured out. And we don't. We're all trying to figure it out. We don't. And it's hard a lot of times, again, to let go to get to the next level. Again, the same thing that I just said that she told me. You have to, you can't get too attached. Mm. You got to get somebody in there to help you work. You got to get somebody in there to run your stuff for you so you're not in there working. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get too attached. Is that a process that you're going through right now? Or are you I still... am. I am. I have cut my days down. Mm-hmm. I've definitely cut my days down. I only work three days a week right now inside of the shop. Um, and I am looking for somebody that I could trust that could run my shop. But I really want someone that a lot of times in this game, in the beauty game, you got to be careful because people want to come in, steal your clients, see what you're doing, how you're doing it, and leave. I want someone, I want a strong team player. I want someone that's going to come in there, run the business, and now they have made, basically made Star Stage their own. And they're putting somebody else in position to work while they're running or managing it. For that, do you feel like you would have to provide some sort of ownership? Um, It's definitely something that could be talked about later down the line, but I feel like as of right now, no, because I have a brand and a lane that I have created over time, you know? I think if it was something that I was just starting up or I wasn't able to survive without without that person, then maybe, yeah. Hmm. So in, in this entrepreneurial game, man, so like what is what is some of the biggest challenges? Why, why, do, why do we know this stuff? We know, yo, I just need to lock in, just be focused on this and build it. But still, I want to play. I want to build something. I want to buy another building. I want to do something else. I don't know. Maybe you can answer that. I don't know. I, I don't know why I can't. I, I don't know why I can't just lock into like one thing. I, I don't. I'm not going to say that's all entrepreneurs because I know some entrepreneurs that's like satisfied. That's like, look, I got this going on and I'm good. Sure. But with me, I just think I'm an all over the place type of person. Mm-hmm. Like, you if, like that. I like that. It's like it's like a rush. Yeah. Like, you know, the only time, you know, when I do feel like I'm breaking down or I'm having an anxiety attack because it's like too much. Yeah. But it's like if I didn't have too much, then I feel like it's just not enough. Mm. You ever tried therapy? Nah, I need it. Me too. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually looking for a therapist. I too, need man. it. I need it. I ain't gonna. But then I don't have the time. When do I have time to sit down <laughs> and talk to you? No, I don't have the time. What I don't do we do about it. this stuff? I don't know, David. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time. Yeah, it's hard for me to get lashes done. I can't. Sit, I can't lay on that table for two hours. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I could be doing with two hours? Yeah. How about relationships? How do they work out for mm. you as a serial entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. It's hard. That's all I'm going to say. It's hard. What's so hard about it? Oh, my God. First of all, you in Atlanta. That's the hardest part. Atlanta. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
on Atlanta? Yeah, it's some good people, but it's a lot of people. It's a lot of options. Atlanta has a lot of options. For you or for them? Both. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Yo, do you realize, so you don't necessarily, you don't really necessarily want to lock into one person and commit like that, put all your eggs in one basket? I don't know. Sometimes I'll be like, yes, I do. And then, I think with me right now, first of all, I got kids too. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I don't know, David. Like, oh my God. When you get in a relationship, it's a lot that comes with that. Yeah. Like, I was just in a relationship for two years. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good thing. But then, you know, there's ups and downs. I I just I just ain't got time. Yeah. And but I'm you, very kind of like emotionalist. Yeah. That's probably not a word. What's the word for somebody word. No, that's, that's not? That's a good word. Let's make it. Okay. You're an I'm emotionalist. I'm yeah. like, you know, they say I act like a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't really show a lot of emotions. So it that's a that's a very hard thing for me being in a relationship. So I'm too hard. So I'm trying to work on that. Are you but really trying to work on that? I am. How so? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that. not. No, but I am. I, I am. It. I'm I'm trying to do better. But you know, right now I'm just really I'm just focused on the money. Yeah. I'm focused on building. I'm focused on just generational wealth right now. If somebody comes along that can hang, because see, that's the problem. A lot of people can't hang, mm. you know? Or there's a pattern that you have. I've been and breaking it. So, so I mean, it, and it shows I did have as a pattern, a serial, but I'm breaking it. Because we're going we to be, our, we're gonna be our, our own therapist today, okay? okay we're going to help each other right let's now. Let's help each other. But you married, and, so you, you're good. Yes, but um, the re- um, one of the reasons... I felt the need is because my wife is absolutely amazing. And I committed when I committed because I knew I would commit, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want my pattern to kick in where I'm going to find something wrong and I'm just going to, I'm going to let go of the most amazing woman I ever met in my life. So do you think that if you weren't married that you would have been let go or something like that? You say your pattern? I felt if I didn't make a commitment to someone that I knew I should and would make a commitment to, something in my head would trigger and find something wrong with it and find a reason not to. Mm. No matter how silly the reason is. Okay. So That's I'm looking deep. at I'm I'm looking at my patterns, right? So I'll start a business, stop, start, stop, start, stop. I like this business. I know it could work. And then I stop. But that was carrying over into my relationships as well. Mm. So once I found this amazing woman, I said, yo, I, it might be a little early for me to commit, but I need to make the commitment because I don't want to let this go. I don't want my pattern to kick in. That was some real good, smart thinking. Yeah. I ain't made it there yet. You need to make a commitment. <laughs> nah, I ain't ready yet. So, some, so, so, <laughs> I'm committed. Not, to, I'm committed. It, I'm committed to these businesses and this. I, I'm, I'm committed on just building it's, for these for my kids right now. Stop. I, I here's just, the thing: mm-mm. you can't be committed to these businesses. Why? I mean, it, unless you like you like it, but that's a part of the pattern. Here's what I here's what I I, I strongly believe: that once you are willing to let something go to focus on like really building something big, you'll get in the mindset of, yo, I'm willing to let go of all these other situations and lock into what I need. And here's why. Let me give you a story. So I worked at the Cheesecake Factory. Um, well, I, when I, before I worked at the Cheesecake Factory, I was at Olive Garden and I was okay. there for 10 months. Okay. Before there, before that, I worked at... Um, I think Circuit City. Okay. And I was there maybe six months. Damn, Circuit City. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> um, and then before that, I worked at Applebee's and I was there for like five or six months. Okay. And looking at this pro- this 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 journey, I never stayed at a job longer than 10 months. 10 mm. was my max. So when I started Was working, that planned or this was just something that you looked at recently and it was just like, oh, okay. It was a pattern. So you knew when 10 months come up, I got to find something else. No, it's, okay. it, it was wasn't just like I'm planning it. Okay, okay. That's I, what I was I had, I had a sit down with myself and I'm just looking back over 
my pattern. Okay. And I'm like, dang, I don't never keep a job for 10 months. And then I looked at some of my relationships. I never really keep a relationship long as well either. So when I worked at the Cheesecake Factory, when I first got the job at the Cheesecake Factory, I said to myself, now I'm an entrepreneur. I'm just, I'm all over the place. I'm going to start something. I need to be, I'm not no job type person. Right. But I told myself that I'm going to stay here for a year. Okay. And the only reason I wanted to stay for a year is because I wanted to break the pattern. And what happened was, when I stayed for a year, I wound up staying another year and then three years. And I was eventually there for six years. And that was the longest I've ever done anything, six mm. years. And what happened is in that process, I started this business, Sleep is for Suckers, a t-shirt brand. And I wound up, that was the first business I stayed consistent with for two and a half years. And then obviously I'm still doing it. But if I didn't make the commitment to working at the Cheesecake Factory to break my pattern, I wouldn't have been consistent enough in my T-shirt business to actually leave. Right. So I was just noticing the pattern. The only reason I said I'm going to stay at the Cheesecake Factory and be there for a while. Well, I broke the pattern. I'm just going to be single for a while. <laughs> I've, I've broken the pattern. I just... <laughs> <laughs> just date and single and mingle yeah, and not, to me. Listen, not saying you need to jump in a commitment, okay. but you do got to committed. Look, I was you, committed. I was committed. To who? For my kid's father. Okay. That was a long journey of seven years. Okay. And then I got it and I jumped right into being in a relationship with somebody else for two years. Mm. Now I'm single. Not, and I'm, nothing wrong with being single. But I'm single. But I, what I... <laughs> Hello. Put your bid in. Put your bid in. No, just so. But but here's the thing. I I believe once you really find, if you can like put some of your business on autopilot and you focus on one, it just creates something in you. Like yo, I'm gonna stay no matter what with this. And you develop that, and it carries over relationships. I can definitely believe that. I'm working on it. I Mm -hmm. promise you, I'm working on it. I'm working on just scaling everything. The proper way. I yeah. am. Next time I come back, I'm going to have everything scaled. I'm not going to be you? doing no type of physical labor. And okay. everything is going to be scaled. Okay. So, for this year, what is the focus? The focus this year is... See, now you're going to make me seem crazy because I'm, I sound like I'm all over the exactly. goddamn place. That's why I the question. <laughs> <laughs> we got to listen. Us, us entrepreneurs, we got to talk like this sometime, okay? Man. It ain't about coaching the, the, the people that's watching, okay? We just need to have a real conversation so they see what's going on yeah, inside of us. Um, the focus is, the focus is going to be mm-hmm. scaling all of my businesses. How about all that? Um, all which of them. Which one we going to focus on? Because what I know it's about entrepreneurship, hard. there's no way to scale all your businesses all at the same time. That's a que- that's just a that's a question. I we think I'm gonna ourselves. focus on a trucking this year. Okay. Because that's right. a whole different lane. It's, it's a whole different. <laughs> I love the game. And make no make no mistake about it. You can get to the bag with the multiple businesses you can and get just to the going bag. after. And like Star is a an example of that. Yo, you can be successful. You can be successful, man. Um, but when we start talking about like the internal stuff. You're right. You're right. If if I really put my focus on one big main thing, it would I would just be, I'll be lit lit. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the trucking though. Gotcha. I do. Gotcha. I just... You know what? Again, I just think that at this time, I'm afraid to kind of, you know, you don't want to walk away from your brand. But I'm going to let somebody, I'm going to have somebody running that. That's the plan. Have somebody running that. And then my focus is just the trucking. I'm going to have to be a coach, okay? Because here's the thing. Be my coach. After we leave, after you leave this (laughs) this interview, um, that's... The the world is outside and it all the is. business is outside and all the money's outside. And someone calls your phone and say, Yo, star, I got this opportunity. We about to get this bag. I'll be like, like yeah, me, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. If you like me, I'm like, yo, let's what we talk about, what we doing. So that's why right. I think it's important to have a coach to bring us back to say, no, 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 no. So no, you gonna I, coach me? Do you have time to coach me? Because no. you don't never answer your phone. No, I don't. See what I'm saying? Here's the thing. I got five, here's the thing. I got um five. I have six clients and I really don't take more than that. So, and I keep them on like three months and I tell them up front, I will coach you. It's monthly. I will coach you, but I can only 
I'm going to coach you for three months. And in three months, we're going to get you to a good space. Right. And then when I let a client go, then I can bring somebody. But I I know I can't I can't scale coaching. I just right. can't. I can't have 20, 20 clients, 30 yeah. clients. I'm not even interested in that. Right. You you wouldn't have any time for yourself. For sure. And that, my biggest thing is uh I'm gonna my just get a therapist, meal. like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both need Do it. Do you got one? No, I'm looking for one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for one. And here you said something interesting that um that I struggle with emotionless, because I don't really I don't have super high highs and I don't have super low lows. Everything is like right here. And my shouts out to Ernestine. You know Ernestine Morrison? Mm-mm. Ernestine? Okay. Well, she's she was giving me acting classes. And okay. um, we was going through this whole process of like trying to tap into who I am and tap into my emotions to be a good actor. And now you uh, couldn't I just do couldn't. it. She's like, when the last time you cried? I me like, either. I can't cry. I can't do all that crying. We need a therapist. We need I therapists. can't do it. I can't do it. I just I have my my times where I have to myself and I break down, you know. You yeah. have your little, I call them the baby breakdowns. Mm-hmm. But that's maybe three times out of the year, maybe five. I don't, I just feel it takes a lot of energy to sit and cry. Yeah. That's too much energy. It was a while for me, but what she told me was uh, one, she said I need a therapist. And two, it's probably so much buried or like put on top of our emotions, it's hard to dig them up. And sometimes tapping into that is healthy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we need help. We do. We need therapists. Therapists. Therapy any therapists? Th- you a therapist. <laughs> we'll help you. We'll help get your following even bigger. Oh, for sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah, if somebody fix me, I promise you, I'm going to blow you up. Yeah. All right, so um, um, New Year's resolutions. Did you make any? Um, I didn't. We're going to do it together. Did you make some? No. Damn, David. I know my I know my number. I know the number I want to get to. Mm-hmm. And I'm mapping out what that number looks like. Wait, and the I'm number that you want to make for the year. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I'm locked in on that. But literally, so I do a lot, but I've been able to narrow it down to really just one thing with different arms. So I teach small business entrepreneurs and I podcast. That's it. And I do the podcast to support me teaching entrepreneurs. So I bring on serial entrepreneurs and say, yo, I'm going to have to donate some planners. I'm going to donate some planners. Oh, word? How are we going to do it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out, man. We're going to get you some planners out here. No, I'm saying I'm going to donate you my planners. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm talking to them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to donate some planners. So I do the podcast, Mm -hmm. which is um, an income stream. Okay. this interview that we do is going to go on YouTube. There'll be ads. You're going to get paid for this? A couple of hours. Woo! Something like That's what I'm saying. But I have a morning meetup where I, I'm on the call every single day. Okay. But it's only for an hour. Okay. So Monday through Friday, I'm committed an hour to the morning meetup. The people in the morning meetup watch the podcast. The people from the podcast, they come and join the morning meetup because they hear me talking about it. Okay. Oh, also... Real quick, if you're watching this, I need you to like and subscribe to this channel, okay? Like, subscribe, and comment. That really helps boost our um, our algorithm in terms of, like, where this video goes. And also, if you're listening to this on audio, leave a review, five-star. So, um, podcasting. And then I'm building a podcasting studio to house my own podcast and teach other small businesses how to podcast. So, it's all wow. kind of in the same thing. And then I'm doing some investment with my homegirl, I might Terica. take the podcast class. Oh, that's lit. It's lit. I don't have a podcast class just yet, but this but studio. But it's coming. You just said that. You just well, said I'm building you're a teaching. studio. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm building a studio, and I will teach out of the pot. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's amazing. Yeah, but I've I've been able to narrow down the focus, so it's multiple streams coming off of one stream. Right. So that's I see what I'm you're saying. I need to get like that yeah. instead of doing. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then we still invest, right? I got to invest in property. Actually, I just. Yeah, I remember last month. time you got you and a young lady had purchased yep, the property, that. and you so you you already finished it. Yeah, we done. We I got my cash out. Dang. So I put up thirty five. She put up thirty five. Right, we both wound up getting an extra fifteen. So we turned thirty five into fifty, and I'm taking the fifty. And she, Tara, shouts out to Terika Smith at Female Real Estate Guru. She is a boss. You need to connect with her. Okay, I'm going to connect. So she said, "Female, me this, uh, say it again." Uh, female Real Estate Guru. Female real estate guru. Yep, she okay. is a beast. And she sent me over this deal. It's a five unit for like $50,000. Mm, I need in on in it. In Louisiana. So she's checking it out today, actually, um, to mm, see if it's like a boarding house or what it's like or whatever. Right. 
but um, it's producing $2,200 a month already. So we're just going to spend cash, which is the whole 50 that See, I got. and then you tell me stuff like this, and they're going to tell me, stay in one lane. But here's the thing. Hey. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because Terika is such a beast and a monster, she knows this stuff, right. I just give her the money. Right, and she does it. She does what she does. She makes her money from it and, and brings it back. back. Yeah. The real estate game is just... It's deep. It's deep. You got you to gotta have money in place. So Wall Street Trapper yeah. will give me some advice on stocks, and I'm like, okay, I'll put the money in it. But it's not something I'm actively building. I just listen to the gurus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that real estate ain't nothing to play with. Yeah. So, okay. look, I, I, I know you got clients um, yes. today. See what and, I'm saying? Um, I'm still an employee. I got to go to work. <laughs> but you enjoyed the work. game, though. I love the game. I yeah. love being an entrepreneur. I love being able to work for myself. I love shutting down the week, the calendar for the week and just mm -hmm. say, hey, I'm not going to work. I didn't work all yeah. December. I didn't work all November. Mm -hmm. And I really worked maybe half of October. So I'm all right. I'm okay. Yeah. So you can, listen, don't get it twisted. You can get this bag in here. Yeah, you can definitely get It just drives you crazy. Okay. <laughs> you can tired. definitely get the bag. You got to shut down for a month. So a job gives you, what, a couple of days off. You get some off days. As an entrepreneur, you need to shut down for a month. You got to shut down for 30 days. Right. <laughs> and then when the 30th day, you like, damn, 30 days right. already? <laughs> right. <laughs> but the freedom to be able to do that is what entrepreneurship offers. Yes. So um, I want to I wanna ask you, uh, oh, let me do a commercial real quick, and then I'm asking my final question, and we're going to close it out. Okay. okay. So um, this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup, The Morning Meetup, TheMorningMeetup.com. It's the only community that gathers every single day, Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. To for those that want to be an entrepreneur, so for those that are an entrepreneur and they want to start and grow their business. So there are people who don't have a business, but there's also people who have seven-figure businesses that join in. We actually okay. have a couple, like, millionaires that are on the call every single morning is that to like, learn and grow. So how is that, like— how was the morning meet? I, I got to check y'all out. It's amazing. So, so I'll start. We is have it a like a club. Zoom? Yeah, it's on Zoom. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you'll see everybody's little box and we're all on there. It's, it's literally hundreds of people that join every single morning. Okay. It's right. really dope. So we I'm got super successful people. What time is it? 8 a.m. Ooh, okay. I'm up. 8 a.m. Yo, the, the information, like we have these kind of, kind of conversations every single day. Okay. So you, and you I'm can, definitely going to check that out. I'm doing it. For this podcast, you start out for a dollar for a week just to see. Okay. Just test it out. And after that, it's $79. I'm just check it out. Yeah. I'm going to press the audio and just listen as I'm you getting ready for the morning. You're going to love it. Okay. You're going to love it. So, um, yes, we have entrepreneurs from all across the country. We have one entrepreneurs from all across the country that join literally hundreds of people every single morning. Um, so go to themorningmeetup.com. Take advantage of the $1 trial. Just start for a dollar. And uh, for seven days, see if you like it. If you like it, stay. If you don't, there's no com no contracts, no obligation. You could just leave and it's okay. Okay, so go to themorningmeetup.com, 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 and enjoy our dollar trial. Okay? All right, so... I got one last question. Oh, invoice in the mail. <laughs> where I, I like to make predictions on the podcast. Okay. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? Because I want to be able to watch this five years from today. And you're going to see me started. doing it. Just know that. Let's do it. What you got? In the next five years, I will be, I won't even be 40. And in the next five years, I plan on not being an employee. Mm -hmm. owning on four properties now, I would like to own anywhere from seven to 10, clear out, mm. meaning no mortgage. Yeah, love it. Um, that's where I see myself not having to physically work. Mm -hmm. Everything is working itself. I'm just checking in and um, just teaching my kids how to be a boss. Yeah. How to live entrepreneur life and how to, you know, take those steps to do what they need to do to be successful. Mm. That's that's it for me. Five it. years, yeah. How many kids you got? Two. Which one of them is like their mama? Mm. All over the place. The oldest. <laughs> well, he gonna start business. She ate, <laughs> she ate, and she off the chain. And she told me the other day, it's just so funny. I'm gonna say this before we go. She said, Mom, I think I wanna be a she was like, I think I want to be an illustrator. Mm -hmm. 
I said, well, you can be whatever you want to be, but you, I'd rather you be a, uh, rather, rather you have a business and teach people how to be an illustrator. Mm-hmm. She's talking about, uh-uh, I don't want to be a businesswoman like you. Cause you look at butts all day and you touch butts all day. <laughs> so that's the goal. Teaching her that you don't, it's I just not this business. <laughs> you could be, you could, you know, do anything. It's just about working for yourself. Uh, that's awesome okay well um, definitely uh, let us thank you one thank you so much for yes. coming uh, this is like a therapy session we have daily planner please pick it up yeah so I introduce okay. yourself and yeah go for it daily planner weekly planner you guys I worked really really hard on this it's the 12 motivational steps to success you can get in there you can write all day every day and it gives you a step how to start your business each month and things that you need to look out for and do, you can order it at starstage.com slash success. Use success as the coupon code. Get the discount. And how can they follow you? You can follow me at starstage. At Star Stage, there follow me. So, thank you so much for coming. Uh, this was definitely like an entrepreneurial me. therapy session. You, yeah, you didn't have me come on here and tell these folks all my business. Yeah, hey, that's how we do. <laughs> all right, listen, anytime I mess up, I come on the podcast like, listen, I was an idiot. This is where I messed up. This is what happened. This is where I need help. This is where I'm vulnerable. I tell people all my stuff. So, um, again, thank you so much. And I can't wait to see like what you do with this year. I'm really, really anxious to see how you kill it this year. Next time I come, I'm going to have it scaled out, I promise. Let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, so close us out with a word of wisdom. There's an entrepreneur or a entrepreneur out there, Mm. and they just want to get started. They want to build. They want to be successful. I got got it for you. Rule number one. Business has no emotion. If you're... Opening a business, starting a business, and you are you have emotion, you ain't going to make it too far. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You're Keep not. little feelings out your business. You got, you got to put your feelings and emotions in your back pocket in order to be successful. I love it. Listen, you can't close it out no better than that. Listen, y'all, go get you some social proof, okay? Like this video. Uh, uh, rate this podcast. Um, go get you some social proof, meaning go build you something, then tell other people how you build it. We out of here. Peace. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com